Monday to everyone. Well, everyone except wokesters. I don't really like you guys. Today is May 17th, 2021. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message. We've got a jam-packed show for you. I am in the mood to be in the studio. And as always, guys, click that subscribe button and tap that notification bell. You know, a whole bunch of you have been telling me you're not seeing our interviews lately. They're just not going to your feeds. You know, I am here, but by the grace of the YouTube people. Uh, but the least you can do is tap that subscribe thing so that you're actually subscribed to the channel and that notification bell so that supposedly you'll get those uh, notifications in your feed so you can watch the Ruben Report program. Uh, today we've got three stories for you and no ads. Interesting, very interesting. Uh, first off, we got a whole bunch of stuff with the CDC and the masks, and it has just become very, very clear that the Democrats are the party of anti-science because they want people to still wear masks even though the CDC doesn't want to. And I was in Dallas over the last couple days, which is why we didn't do a show one day last week. And, or did we? We pre-taped every day. We bring you content every day. I did pre-tapes, people. I thought maybe on Thursday we didn't. But even when I'm gone, we do things. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, but I was in Dallas, and Dallas is in a state called Texas. And Texas is a wonderful place. It is Republican-run. It is a red state. And there were people wandering around not wearing masks. It was almost to the point where if you saw someone in a mask, it was a signal that they were actually insane, especially if they were outdoors. It's like, oh, you're a crazy person. I feel bad for you. Then. I came back to LA and yesterday morning I posted a picture of this in the Ruben Report community. Uh, I went, to, I had to get some cream cheese in the morning, wanted some cream cheese on my bagel and we didn't have any so I said I will go to the supermarket. I hate going to the supermarket because I hate being out around these blue and on weirdos. Uh, so I basically don't leave my house but it's good to every now and again, get every few weeks get in the car, make sure you still know how to drive, you know? So uh, I drove over there and I was going to walk in without a mask because the CDC is saying we don't have to wear masks anymore and it's also ridiculous and all that stuff. And then of course someone asked me to put a mask on when I got in there. I saw another woman try to walk in without a mask and she was like, but the CDC guidelines say we don't have to wear masks. And the woman was like, oh, maybe we'll do it next week. Like it was just like pure drivel nonsense. But I, put, I took a picture with the cream cheese. So if you wanna see what it's like for me on a Sunday when I'm wearing the baseball cap and I'm wearing a mask and I'm not happy, join us at Ruben Report. Locals.com. Anyway, red states are doing it, right? Blue states are ridiculous. What am I doing here? Uh, so we are gonna talk all about CDC stuff and just the ridiculous messaging coming out of our administration. Uh, the second story, we're gonna cover a little bit about what's going on in the Middle East. And by the way, I wanna thank you. You know, I have a feeling about the, the comments, which is that I try not to dive into the YouTube comments. Uh, generally speaking, I do all my interaction with you guys on Locals, as you know. Um, but because I feel like I did a pretty deep dive of everything happening in the Middle East on, I believe that was Wednesday that we did that. Uh, no, that was Wednesday we did the Q&A. You know, no, it was Wednesday. Um, and I did about a half hour and most of it was off the top of my head and talking about the history and what's going on and just some of the philosophical issues behind everything and, and the reality on the ground and all that. And we just got so many nice uh, comments and a lot of people saying, oh, I didn't know this, but I Googled it and you are actually right on this. Or it was just, it was just nice to see. So I thank you guys for that. So we're gonna uh, go into this interview that Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel did on Face the Nation yesterday, some really interesting stuff. And then third, 
The U.S. Army, under our dear leader, Joe Biden, that 78-year-old man with dementia, has now decided that climate change is one of the main things that we're gonna wage war on because you can blow it out of the sky, apparently. Uh, so uh, it's gonna be a jam-packed show, as I said. I am in a good mood and ready to roll, so here we go. So first, I wanna start with video. This is yesterday on ABC. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky was defending new mass guidance for vaccinated Americans. Now, oddly, just a few days ago, she was saying we should all still be wearing masks and we should be social distancing. Then the CDC said, no, you don't have to do that stuff. And uh, I believe it's Martha Raddatz at a, uh, C ABC actually did a nice job questioning here. Take a look. It was just Tuesday when you sat before a Senate committee and you were adamant then that masking and social distancing should remain in place. But the Washington Post is reporting you had already approved a decision to change the guidance. When it was finally announced on Thursday, it came as a huge surprise and left some administration officials, doctors, businesses off guard. So why so suddenly and why did you not tell the Senate panel what you had decided? Thank you. Good morning, Marcia. Thanks, Martha. Thanks for having me. I am, um, you know, the guy, first of all, let's celebrate this moment. Um, we're at a place in this pandemic. Cases have been coming down um, more than a third just in the last two weeks. We have vaccine now across this country, widely available for anyone who wants it. And we now have science that has really just evolved even in the last two weeks that demonstrates that these vaccines are safe, they are effective, they are working in the population just as they did in the clinical trials. All right, so Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, is a silly, unserious person. First off, I'm not a scientist, but I do know something. Science doesn't evolve. You can find out new things, but science does not evolve. What can evolve are policies as you get new information as it relates to science and fact, okay? So nothing evolved in the science in the last two weeks, right? There's no suddenly new information about this or that or the other thing. Uh, but the administration has been trying deliberately to scare people. By the way, Joe Biden, even accidentally, when every few weeks he says something that's true, he accidentally said that a couple weeks ago. Remember when they asked him, they said, well, wait a minute, it was one of the press things where he comes back to the podium and he's not supposed to be, and he, be there and he's always like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. And it's like, well, who are you going to be in trouble with, Joe? But basically they said to him, well, why, Joe, are you wearing the mask when we're outdoors? You're not standing here, everybody. You've been vaccinated. It's against the science. And he's like, well, we just want people to keep wearing the masks and it's kind of messaging and, you know, blah, blah. it's like they're telling us that they're lying to us. Uh, this woman, Rochelle Walensky, you may remember another clip that we played a couple weeks ago where she sort of, she was being interviewed by somebody and she was like, I'm, I'm just gonna go off script for a moment and just tell you. And she basically was like, winter is coming. Everything's gonna be horrible. Do you remember that? Find the clip if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's just extraordinary. And what she was talking about was that these places like Florida and Texas are reopening and oh my God, something really, really horrible is gonna happen and I'm here from the CDC and I have to scare you guys, otherwise my grift is up. Well, her grift is almost up because people have just had it. And actually when I talked to people in Dallas, which is a free city in the free state of Texas, everybody that I talked to, you know, people usually come up to me, but I would actually, I went to a bar, get this. I actually, I was meeting a friend and I sat at a bar. You can't do that here in LA. We don't let people sit at bars. So I sat at a bar and I had a few minutes and I started chatting with a couple of people and everyone, 
thinks this is all bullshit. Like you people have lied to everybody to the point that you've, you've shot your load and you've got nothing left. There, there, nobody listens to you anymore because of what you have done in your mixed messaging and all that nonsense. So all that being said, I wanna give a shout out to ABC's Martha Raddatz. You asked a good question. That seemed like some level of journalism and I believe credit is due and I wanna give it to you. So that was a small golf clap for you, Martha Raddatz. Good work there. All right, let's go, we got some more video because it doesn't end with the ridiculousness from this administration. This is video from Blaze TV. Uh, Jen Psaki being confronted over CDC mask rules. Does the president still think that these red state governors who were a little bit ahead of the federal government in lifting the mask mandates had Neanderthal thinking? Well, again, I would say that even with this guidance that's out there, the guidance is not uh, telling uh, states and localities exactly how they should implement. As you know, there are some localities and, gov and uh, states in the country that have higher rates of vaccination than others, some communities that have higher rates of vaccinations than others. And we even know as this is being implemented that different localities, businesses will implement it in the way that they feel will help uh, ensure their community is safe. But I know I am reassured by listening to the health, the guidance of health and medical experts, uh, not political decision making. So that's the point we're at now. And my last one, Andy Slavitt said this morning that the White House found out the mask guidance was going to change at 9 p.m. the night before. Were you guys surprised that in the 9 o'clock hour at 9.25 the CDC director was on CNN saying that the science wasn't there yet? Uh, I didn't watch that interview. I can just tell you that a small number of uh, that they were we were informed the night before uh, that the guidance that they'd made a decision about the guidance. They plan to announce it the next day. Could you imagine anyone being more inauthentic, inauthentic than Jen Psaki? I mean, she really just it would be impossible if you said to her, Jen Psaki, what's your favorite color? I think she would say four. Like the woman is completely incapable of saying an honest direct statement. She didn't answer the question there at all. The question by the Fox reporter was quite good. It was basically, hey, now that you're seeing what's going on here and CDC rules changing and everything, does Biden regret saying that those Republican governors have Neanderthal thinking by opening up? And then she just babbles on for a while and she's sort of like, well, if we have to just follow the science, follow the science and not make political decisions, except that's completely the reverse of what has been proven to be true. What has been proven to be true is that the people like Rochelle that we just watched from the CDC. They just want more and more endless control while Fauci were in the sixth inning. Well, the sixth inning, this game wrapped up pretty quick. I guess the last three innings were all consecutive strikeouts because everyone's over it, buddy. But what she's saying there is, well, no, we have to listen to the science and the science constantly changes, which is what led us from two weeks to flatten the curve to a year and a half later, where we're walking around with half the country having mental problems related to wearing masks and everything else. We actually got answers and are now actually starting to open up because of political decisions. So she completely says the wrong thing. Thank God, I really mean this. Thank God for Ron DeSantis in Florida. Thank God for Greg Abbott in Texas. Thank God for a couple of the other governors in red states who said, no, we're not doing this shit anymore. Enough of you ridiculous people. It is not our job as government officials to tell everyone how to live every second of the day. We can't keep everybody safe every second of the day. And we gotta give it to you guys, a little bit of 
belief in your ability to live as a human being and a little bit of chance. We're, we're not some sort of airtight system that can tell everyone what to do all the time. That's what America is all about. That's what freedom's all about. That's what limited government's all about. It's exactly what the Constitution laid out and federalism and all of these things. You guys know all this. So it was political decisions by brave political people. Shout out particularly to those two guys, Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis, that actually forced the issue. Imagine what the situation would be right now had they not done that. And we didn't have any evidence that actually by opening up, you can keep the numbers plummeting. Well, we would still be in this ridiculous situation being led by fools like Rochelle from the CDC and then being lied to by ridiculous buffoons like Jen Psaki. But if you think those two are the only ones that are ridiculous, oh, I've got one for you. This is from MSNBC, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, who is vaccinated, she wants vaccinated people to keep wearing masks. This is good news. You say you will follow the CDC's guidance. What does that mean? Should people in Chicago wear masks or not? Um, I know for me personally, I'm gonna continue to wear a mask in public and I'm gonna encourage others to do so. Um, we've gotta make sure uh, that people are continuing to follow the public health guidance that has gotten us this far. And masks, I think, are a big and important part of that. To say, well, if you're, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, that's great. But what about all the other people that are out there that aren't vaccinated? And there's no way to know that. So I think for the time being, most people are gonna to continue to wear masks um, outside and outside of their homes. And I think that's smart. The virus is still here. The virus is still real. We're still seeing deaths every day. So we can't afford to feel like the virus is gone and suddenly we can just go back to 2019. That's just not gonna happen. Okay, Lori Lightfoot is a ridiculous person. You know, there's a meme out there that a lot of people online say that she looks like Beetlejuice. I don't really wanna comment on that, but if you're, if you're specifically thinking that, uh, you know, Beetlejuice, as far as I remember the movie, I haven't seen it for about 20 years, he did come back from the dead and he was able to do all these incredible tricks. So maybe she has some ability to do some stuff we don't know about, but there's a couple of things there. Now, first off, she's absolutely coming out against science. If we are to believe that the CDC is doing their stuff based on evolving science, as Rochelle just told us, well then Lori Lightfoot, a democratic uh, mayor in Chicago is against science, just as Jen Psaki's against science and old Joe is against science. These people are against science by their definition of what science is, not by mine, okay? So that's number one. Uh, number two, that hypocrite right there that you just saw, she wasn't wearing masks during the riots. Remember when there were riots all over the country for like a year and she was out there with Black Lives Matter people and she was in a big crowd, we played the video and she wasn't wearing a mask. So I see, Lori, let me get this straight. At the peak of the pandemic, when it fit your political narrative, you could be out on the street without a mask. And I think she said something to the effect because she, she got caught a few times doing it. One of the times was after Biden officially got elected. Remember that happened on a Saturday after five days of what the hell's going on here. And she was out on the streets and she was like, well, we basically, we have to be able to celebrate and smile sometimes, right? And it's like, okay, this is all just drivel 
nonsense. Um, so she didn't wear a mask during the riots. Now the CD says you don't have to wear a mask, but she wants to keep people afraid because Democrats are using fear and anti-science basically as their party platform. There is no policy that makes sense. I would, if there is a Democrat watching this, and I know some Democrats do, please tell me a policy that makes any sense related to any of this that is being brought forth by your dear leaders. Now, you could say, well, Dave, what about the Republicans? And it's like, well, actually, I can give you a lot of policies that the Republicans are doing that make sense, which is basically opening the states, letting people make decisions on their own, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, if you're still on the fence about Lori Lightfoot, you know, uh, how many people died in Chicago this weekend? You want some info that's not gonna be on CNN? Guarantee you're not gonna hear this on CNN. And maybe Brian Stelter or you Media Matters losers that are watching this, maybe you can get this to the people over at CNN. 41 people were shot this weekend in CNN, uh, in CNN. 41 people were shot this weekend in Chicago, okay? Now you're not gonna hear that on CNN, they're not gonna write it about it in the New York Times because it does not fit the blue and non narrative that there are roving gangs of white supremacists and police officers mauling down black people because basically all of those shootings, it's black on black violence. Now we could talk about all the reasons for all of that, but the point is this is a ridiculous woman who is doing nothing as her city crumbles and people kill each other and she doesn't care. I mean, the, the truth is she doesn't care and the mainstream media doesn't care. What they care about is keeping you masked and keeping you afraid and allowing violence that they think is okay if it doesn't fit the narrative that America is a uh, white supremacist state. One more thing on this, which is that California is officially reopening apparently on June 15th, which is you know a little over three weeks from now. That's a completely arbitrary date set by Gavin Newsom. I, well, arbitrary, not really, because it's an arbitrary date in that it has nothing to do with science, but he delayed for a while so that suddenly in June, as the recall is happening, he can start getting some good news. He's been tweeting all about these tax rebates people are gonna get, which I love when progressives say that tax rebates we're gonna help you with tax rebates. How about you just don't take the money from us in the first place? How about you lower the taxes, you evil cartoon character? Would you do that maybe? Instead of, re we give you the money. It's not your money, Gavin Newsom. Ugh, these people, like they're just absolutely awful. Anyway, starting, you know what? I'm gonna make a commitment. Starting today, everything that I do in LA, and again, I don't go out that often, but everything that I do, any store that I enter, I'm not gonna wear a mask. And if I'm told to wear a mask, then if I need to get in there, I guess I will. Like I'm not here to start a riot and fight with people, but I'm gonna at least try to get in and see what happens. Oh, and I wanna give a shout out to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's as a company announced that they will no longer have mask mandates in their store. And actually someone in the Rubin Report community tweeted a picture, uh, posted a picture that they sent to me that they went to a Trader Joe's in SoCal. I don't know if it was in uh, Los Angeles proper, but in SoCal, and they did not wear a mask. Uh, oh wait, Michael, what are you telling me here? You didn't wear a mask. Wow, all right, so Michael is telling me right now, my radical right-wing freedom extremist producer, Michael, went to Trader Joe's in Los Angeles and did not wear a mask, and he thanked the manager. You are a good man, Michael. I'm gonna go, you wanna go to Trader Joe's later? Let's go to, let's, I'm not kidding. That's it, guys, we're going to Trader Joe's for lunch. We're gonna go to the local Trader Joe's and see what happened. We're gonna take some pictures. We're going to Trader Joe's. All right, let's move on. Uh, okay, obviously big 
Big mess in the Middle East. And if you wanna see how just social media just makes absolutely everything worse, I mean, anytime anything happens related to Israel, the amount of misinformation and disinformation and hysterical partisan lunacy and just some of the awful stuff from, from the squad and just absolutely ridiculous stuff. I mean, AOC basically saying that Israel is an apartheid state. Israel has 20% Arab population that votes. They have more voting rights than in any Arab nation in the Middle East. That is simply a fact and they don't wanna leave. They always do poll after poll. Would you guys like to leave? Would you like to go to another state? And they don't want to because they're free there. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. But Israel has done more for a multicultural society in a really rough part of the world. And just the ab abject lies. And then there's a couple of videos that I didn't even want to show them on the show today because they're so depressing. But, but literally Jewish people being hunted down on the street by a mob of Palestinian activists. That happened in Canada. Uh, there was some stuff in Florida. There was some stuff, where else, in London, where there, were, there was a caravan with Palestinian flags screaming, uh, you know, hunt down the Jewish women. I mean, just like horrific stuff, horrific stuff. And Jews have been through this before. There's about a 5,000 year history of, you know, bad things happening and yet we're still here. Well, anyway, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the Prime Minister of Israel, went on Face the Nation and faced what I thought were extremely difficult, somewhat slanted questions, but difficult questions are just fine. And I thought the moral clarity that he talked with uh, was quite impressive. So we're gonna play you about a minute and a half of it and just take a listen and then we will analyze. Prime Minister, the arguments about how careful Israel have been are familiar ones to your critics. And in this case, with 181 Palestinians dead, 52 of them children, there's significant criticism. Amnesty International has asked the criminal, International Criminal Court to look into a refugee camp attack. The UN is meeting today. Foreign ministers of the EU are meeting. And, and the, the response has been like this one from the foreign minister of Ireland. Israel has international legal obligation to protect children in conflict and are not doing so. That's just a false. I mean, the reason we have these casualties is because Hamas is criminally attacking us from uh, civilian neighborhoods, from schools, from homes, from office buildings. That's what they're doing. But uh, and we're taking action, trying to target them with as great precision as we can. Unfortunately, there are uh, occasionally civilian casualties, which we regret. But here's what happens. When the international community attacks Israel, they're actually encouraging Hamas to continue these attacks because Hamas says it's great. We're both killing Israeli civilians and uh, unfortunately some of our uh, and they're happy with their own civilian casualties because it gets that uh, the but, international community to focus their attacks on Israel instead of Hamas. That's wrong. Sure. It's both wrong and unproductive. And I can tell you that uh, there have been many studies by serious military analysts who have compared Israel's actions with that of other Western armies in uh, similar situations, fighting uh, radical Islamists, uh, whether it's in uh, Iraq or in uh, Afghanistan or elsewhere. And you know how prolonged those conflicts are, how many casualties are caused. Uh, so I, I think there is a, uh, there has to be a measure of fairness. Uh, there has to be a measure of, uh, of reasonableness in projecting this kind of criticism against the Israeli army that is second to none in seeking to minimize civilian casualties while protecting our own civilians. Uh, you know, if Hamas would simply move these rockets out of the civilian areas, if they move their command posts out of these uh, homes and offices, uh, then there, there wouldn't be any problem. Let you me ask you, Mr. Prime Minister. But the fact is, 
They're sending thousands of rockets yeah. on our cities with a specific purpose of murdering our civilians from these places. Let me ask you, Mr. What would you do? Let me ask if it Mr. happened to Washington and to New York, you know, Mr. you know Prime damn Minister, well what you do. Let me ask you, you a, do at the very least what question. we're doing. What would you do if it was happening in Washington and New York? You know damn well what you do. We'll get to that in just a sec, but there was a whole bunch of stuff there. So first off, uh, the question is related to what the foreign minister of Ireland said. And this is how silly most of politics has become. Like, we, there is a conflict happening in the Middle East, and the foreign minister of Ireland, which is thousands and thousands of miles away, this is not a shot at Ireland specifically, but the foreign minister says, oh, you have to fight your war this way. As thousands of rockets are being shot indiscriminately to kill as many of your people as possible, and, and thankfully they're not killing that many people because of the Iron Dome. They're designed to just blast and hit absolutely everywhere. And then there's this miracle, the Iron Dome, which is actually a modern miracle right out of Star Wars, that they can shoot rockets out of the sky. Uh, the implication is that if only more of your people were dying, if this was only a little more proportionate, so if we could see 20 dead Palestinians next to you know 18 Israelis, maybe 18 dead Israelis, maybe the proportion would be right. The left loves this thing, that somehow you're, everything is supposed to be proportional. Everyone knows this makes absolutely no sense. If someone was attacking you with a knife, would you be like, whoa, 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 hey, slow down now. Uh, can I see the size of that knife? Let me get in the kitchen, see if I have something comparable. Of course you wouldn't. There is a doctrine in military terms called deterrence. And what you want to do is you want to hit people so that they won't hit you again. There are videos of Israelis calling people saying, get out of the buildings. I mean, they blew up a building where AP was, Associated Press, that we know, everybody knows that Hamas was operating in the building. Why was the AP in a building with Hamas? I mean, I think you could probably figure out why. Um, and I also, and then the media was going crazy. Oh my God, Israel attacked the AP building. But all year long, we've been told that attacking property isn't a problem. Nobody died. Attacking property is not a problem, right? A property is not violence. Words are violence, but blowing up buildings isn't violence. I mean, these, everything that the left has been throwing at us for the last year is being so exposed in this nonsense. But the point on the Ireland thing is like, why should he care? Why should he care? Imagine if there were rockets being fired from the UK into Ireland. Do you think the Irish people would be like, well, what does the Israeli foreign minister think? Every nation exists to defend their people. That is just a fact. Uh, the next point is that the Iron Dome, you know, the Iron Dome is saving lives on both sides. It's not just that the Iron Dome is saving lives on the Israeli side, but imagine if they didn't have the Iron Dome and thousands of rockets were just landing in their territory and blowing up cities and killing people. They would have to attack much more intensely than they're doing. Thus, they are saving lives on the Israeli side and on the Palestinian side, that's two. Um, and also, there's a more broad point here that I wanted to bring up, which is what country wouldn't defend their citizens? In essence, what they're saying to Israel basically is, you know, somehow you're wrong here, you're just wrong. Even though there's literally not one Jew in Gaza, there never was a country called Palestine as we talked about last week. Palestine, uh, Gaza before 1967 was part of Egypt. It still has a border with Egypt, but they don't let any of the Palestinians out. They're Arab brothers and sisters. Why isn't anyone in the media saying, hey, guys, why don't we just let, there's only you know, a couple million of you guys, I think about two million of you, if it's so bad there, and yes, your population keeps spiking as AOC's calling it a genocide, but why don't you guys just move over to Egypt? I mean, there's the whole Sinai Peninsula there, it's, it's pretty huge, I've actually been there. I, I hiked to Mount Sinai over there. 
Um, and But they don't say that, right? Because people don't really want a resolution to this. Um, also, Netanyahu started saying it, but then he switched in the middle of the sentence. But Hamas is killing their own people too, not only by launching the rockets from civilian places, but their own rockets are landing in Gaza and killing their own people. Nobody cares about that. There was also uh, a father and daughter, an Israeli Arab father and daughter. Uh, that were killed, they, they are Israeli, they live in Israel, they were killed by Hamas rocket, nobody cares about them either. And then to the other point that I just made, what would you do? I mean, I guess that's what we all have to think about all of these things. Let's say you were being attacked, whether it's, you think about your family, your home, your community, whatever it is, what would you do if you had the means to defend yourself? You would defend yourself, it's as simple as that. And, and by the way, you can do that from the, the Hamas perspective as well. If they think that this is freeing them, from oppression somehow, then I guess they should keep firing rockets. But everyone knows that's not what it's doing, right? It's just making things worse. But the, the moral equivalency here is just absolutely ridiculous. On top of the, the, ace, the just ahistorical take that these buffoons in the, you know, the squad and the rest of these people have is just awful. And, and social media is making this much worse, much, much worse because it is amplifying lots of terrible things. There was a writer who's a CNN contributor who wrote something to the effect over the weekend uh, that Hitler was right, CNN contributor. He has written articles on CNN.com and apparently that CNN has, that was even a bridge too far for CNN. Apparently they've gotten rid of him, but he's a blue check Twitter guy, the head of Hamas, you know, calling to wipe out all the Jews. He's still on Twitter, scary Donald Trump is not. So we just li we live in a time that is an assault on reality, is an assault on history, and it is an absolute assault on truth. Uh, and I'm being told right now, an Illinois congresswoman says that Hitler was right on one thing. Jesus Christ, who is, do we have her name? Do we have the name of that person? We'll see if we can find the name of that person, but anyway, I know this is, this is a complex topic and I will keep talking about it and, and hopefully we can just sort of break some of the lies here. Um, but listening to the, the progressive caucus in the Senate with the absolutely insane things that they were saying, there's only one place in the Middle East that is anything remotely close to coexistence. How's it going for racial minorities in Syria or Iraq or Iran? Or there, I think there is literally one Jew left in Egypt and ask the Coptic Christians, how's it going in Egypt? There's one country that although they didn't do it perfectly, they kinda did it right and they're obscenely tiny and they're told to just lay over and die. And frankly, I would rather uh, stand up and be hated than lay down and be loved. So that that's what I would. Uh, prefer. All right, we're gonna shift for a second. I'll see if we can get that person's name by the end. Um, but the US Army, if you wanna talk about sort of what, what a serious army has to do in a, in a horrific circumstance, that's the story that we just covered, versus what a, what a sort of silly army would be doing. Well, the US Army is now treating climate change as a serious threat to the US. We, we just know that it's just not, True, that doesn't make me a climate denier. But obviously this ever encroaching, oh, you must do all of the woke things, it has now infected the US Army. So the headline there, US Army addressing climate change threats. That's what they're gonna be doing. And here's a quote from the US Army press release. It's, it's a lot, people, here we go. Climate change is a serious threat to US national security interests and defense objectives. The effects of climate change can cause humanitarian disasters, undermine weak governments, and contribute to long-term social and economic disruptions. 
Warming temperatures open new theaters of operations for military and commercial use, while extreme weather events and rising sea levels threaten infrastructure and economic output, trigger large-scale population displacement, migration, and exacerbate food and water insecurity. In line with the President and the Secretary of Defense's direction, the Army is prior prioritizing climate change considerations in its threat pic picture, strategic plans, operations, and installations. Look, I am not sitting here telling you that none of that is true at all, that some level of climate change at some level could have something to do with something. But we are living in such a time where, as I, I mean, it's just like, I, can, I should just have a rubber mallet. We, I think I have a rubber mallet in the garage. We're gonna keep that on set for now on. And every now and again, I'm just gonna whack my head with a rubber mallet because of the repetition of some of this stuff. Does this seem, does this story and what I just read to you, does it seem like this is what really the US military and the army should be planning for? We've got massive problems with China, right? And there's more and more evidence now leaking out that the COVID might have come from a Wuhan lab. We're gonna have to deal with that if it turns out to be true. I thought Russia had installed the president of the United States. Now, if they did, then we'd be technically at war with Russia, which also you knew the entire time with the Russia thing that it was bullshit from the beginning because otherwise everyone in Congress that thought Trump was Hitler, you've, in, we, you've installed Hitler as president of the United States, Russia. Every one of them would have been pushing for a declaration of war against against Russia, but oddly nobody did. And then we had two ridiculous sham impeachments. We, we're not a serious country right now. We're really not a serious country. We are, we are governed, I mean, first off, the guy at the top, the figurehead at the top, and I say figurehead because he's obviously not really the president, you know, he's technically the president of the United States, but, but really not the president of the United States. He has dementia, that's a problem. We have now a series of governors that refuse to follow the science. I will give murderer Andrew Cuomo a little credit though, because I just heard right before we started, it sounds like New York is about to open up. So at least he's following the CDC guidelines now while Gavin Newsom won't. Uh, but then we have the CDC and all these ridiculous, the WHO, all of these organizations who are all sort of in bed together. I can't piece together what that whole thing is, but you have giant government globalist organizations that sort of loved the fact that the United States is just drowning itself. And thank God, I'll say it again, thank God for a couple brave governors that are leading the charge back on this. And thank God for new technologies and, the, and thank God for crypto and all of the people that are fighting to save this thing. Because if you think that the Democrats are gonna save this thing, and, and by the way, if you think, the, it's not that the Republicans won't because the Republicans are far better. Uh, but but it, the answer again is not, uh, is not a governmental answer. Okay, just to back up finally before I say goodbye, uh, freshman US Senator, Representative Mary Miller of Illinois, Hitler was right on one thing. He said, whoever has the youth has the future. Well, that, well, first off, why would you need Hitler to come up with your uh, comment on that? And it turns out that the comment is often attributed to Hitler who organized youth groups to introduce children to Nazi ideologies. That's obviously uh, where the Hitler youth came from. Uh, Ronald Lauder, who's from the World Jewish Congress, he's the president over there, he said, one might expect this from white supremacists or neo-Nazis, but hearing the words Hitler was right from the mouth of a member of the United States Congress is beyond acceptable behavior by any standards. Look, the progressives are being exposed as what they are. They love intersectionality. They love the, they love the oppressed or the perceived oppressed. They don't like minorities that succeed. And in many ways, Israel is the ultimate example of that, a people with a horrifically brutal history. For 
any of you that, you don't have to be Jewish to understand this, if you know anything about, if anything about the Old Testament, anything about any Jewish holiday, it's like a lot of Jews always killed, and then thank God we all weren't killed, now let's eat. Well, the Jews have survived, and the left hates that. That really is the truth. That's what AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib hate, that this, that this obscenely tiny country has actually figured out a way to survive and thrive in a, in a time of absolute chaos. And uh, you know, I think, uh, I think the Israelis have been through far worse than, than our ridiculous congresswomen. Uh, anywho, uh, I enjoyed the show today. I felt, felt like I said what I needed to say. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a nice day. Oh, I wanna say one other thing actually, which is I was on uh, Elijah Schaefer's podcast when I was in Dallas. I did a bunch of shows with, uh, with the Blaze guys and I just loved the Blaze and I, I went to, to Glenn Beck's house and I drove in his uh, fancy car and just had a great time. But I was on Elijah Schaefer's podcast, which you can find at uh, blazetv.com. And he was talking about the clown pill. And what the clown pill is, so you guys know about the blue pill. Most people have taken the blue pill. They don't know what truth is. They don't wanna know what the truth is. They just, if something is said in the New York Times, if something is said on CNN, that's somehow true, right? That's good enough for them. Ignorance is bliss. Go on living your life, right? Just be like a cog in the machine. And that's what the system wants you to be, a cog in the machine. Then there's the red pill. And of course, you guys know what the red pill is. The red pill is, oh, you're gonna start seeing reality. You're gonna start seeing the bullshit. You're gonna see the way big tech manipulates us. You're gonna see the way uh, mainstream media lies to us, but it's tough, right? Like it was tough for Neo in the Matrix to accept all that stuff. And when you accept reality as it is and that the world is how it is, not as you wish it to be, well then that's tough, that's tough. And then what happens, I've mentioned this a few times is, the scary part of the red pill is you could get black pilled. And black pilled is when you're like, oh man, the system is freaking evil. The system is absolutely evil. And then you're just like, I'm gonna check out. I'm just depressed, there's nothing I can do. And I don't want you guys to be blackpilled. That, that, if I have one job with this show, it's to not let you guys be blackpilled because we must fight and we must do it together. But then Elijah introduced me to a new pill, which is what happens after the black pill. Although I'm hoping maybe you can just skip the black pill altogether, which is the clown pill. And the clown pill is when you're like, you know what? This is all just bullshit and all I'm gonna do is make fun of it. Pasaki's a moron, Rochelle from the CDC's an idiot, the president has dementia and I'm gonna make fun of all of it and I'm gonna keep a smile on my face and I'm gonna remain happy and find people that are interesting and good and all that stuff. So I kinda like the clown pill. It might be a little too over the top for me. I have to do a little more research on the clown pill uh, and I know we're gonna find out now that the clown pill is being issued by white supremacists and yada, 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 but that's the root that I like, right? Like, let's keep doing this stuff with a smile on our face, with a little bit of humor, and I think everything will be okay. Now, guys, uh, part one of my interview, if you have not, the clip's already blown up, we put it up this morning, but if you haven't seen it, part one of my newest interview, we did it in studio here with Michael Malice, is on YouTube right now. The full episode is already up ad-free five days early at rubenreport.locals.com, and Malice, just, just trust me on this one, watch the video, just click over there and watch the video. Malice dresses up. Let's just say he is he is in character for this interview, but putting aside his incredible outfit, uh, he is just one of the great political thinkers that we've got. I just absolutely love the guy, absolutely love him. So again, the full episode at rubenreport.locals.com. Okay, I've got a busy day. I'll be announcing my book title, finally, hopefully in the next two weeks, two weeks, two weeks-ish. Uh, I think you're gonna dig it, I'm, I'm really psyched and then we'll tell you more about uh, the rollout on that thing and what my goal will be with the new book. I'll say this right now. 
is I want, you know, I made the New York Times bestsellers list last time, despite they really didn't want to put me on there. And we know that we sold way more copies than the number that they put me on the list and all that stuff. But I want to sell so many copies of this freaking book that they are forced to put us at number one. Like I want to blow it out of the water so that this craptastic former place of journalism known as the New York Times, that we can completely expose them because the numbers are real, sales numbers are real. So either they put us on number one and it's like they have to eat crow as the New York Times, or they don't put me at number one, but then I fully expose them for doing it. Cause I'm having fun because the clown pill, I snorted it this morning. All right guys, have a great day, enjoy yourselves, get out there, take a walk, have a glass of water. I have a little glass of water with some lemon in the morning. That, that usually gets me going. That's all, that's it, see you later. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.